Isaiah 55, buy with no money. Seems like uh, what a lot of people today want. <laughs> they want to get with no money. <laughs> or buy with someone else's money, right? <laughs> okay, let's see what the Bible says. Verse, verse 1, chapter 55. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Now, how is that possible? How can you buy? How can you buy without money? How can you buy without price? Everything in this world costs something. Even salvation is not free. It costs somebody something. It's offered to us freely, but it costs the Lord dearly. And so he invites us also to come. Anyone who thirsts, anyone who's longing for something more, something more than this world has to give. Anyone who thirsts, come to me. Come to the waters and buy without money. The water that God gives is without price. Yeshua was going through Samaria on his way either to Jerusalem or, or, or from Jerusalem up to Galilee. He stopped in Samaria. His disciples went into town. He stayed by a well outside of town. And a woman came out in the middle of the day, time when you wouldn't go out in the heat of the day to go and throw water and heavy pots and carry them back in. And he offered this lady the living water to buy life-giving water, to buy him without price. Free salvation. And he revealed to her, first person that he fully revealed to, that he is the Messiah. He is the living water spoken about by here. Come to the waters if you're thirsting and buy from him freely. Accept his sacrifice in our behalf. Accept his gift that he has already freely given to us. And we will be able to have and be satisfied and have the living waters that bubble up to everlasting life. Verse 2, why do you spend money for what is not bread? And why on wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Now, of course, in, 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 in context here, again, with that water, he's talking about spiritual aspects. But uh, before we get into the spiritual aspect, I don't want to miss the physical aspect of what is really plainly, plainly uh, said here and, and very applicable to today as well. We spend money for what is not really bread. We spend our wages on things that don't satisfy physically. We eat and we're always hungry. And so they're encouraging people to eat several times a day today so that you're never hungry. Well, if we ate real food, whole grains that would stay with us longer, nuts and, and uh, fiber food, fiber like in vegetables that stays with us longer, <coughs> instead of just juices and not even real juices, fake juices, 
drinks they call them, sugar water. It doesn't stay with us, or, or sodas and pops and stuff that, that go right through us, that don't satisfy. Always thirsting for more, always wanting more. In the bars, I don't know if you went to a bar, hopefully not, but they always give you free peanuts. Why? Because they're salted. <laughs> they're salted. They want you to be more thirsty. They want you to buy more, more of the beer. And so we buy these things and the Wonder Breads and the White Breads and the White Flowers that don't fill us up, that don't stay with us because they're missing the fiber. They've taken the fiber out of it. And the fire, fiber is what helps it to digest slowly so that you feel satisfied, so that you feel full after eating a meal. And you can wait then the five or six hours that it should take till the next meal. So very good, clear advice there from the Bible that applies prophetically to today, only in the last you know, hundred or so years that we're eating this way, as far as the, the white flowers and stuff that don't. That's why interesting, he mentions bread specifically. But now to the spiritual aspect. Why do we waste our time and our energy and our money on bread, which is the bread of life, the false breads of this world, the breads that have the fibers taken out of them, the, the breads that have the nutrients taken out of them. Again, they call it enriched breads, these white breads. And enriched means they took everything out that was good, all the vitamins and everything, the minerals out, and then they put others in. They put the manufactured vitamins in, and they tell you you're enriched. It's kind of like if I reached into your wallet and I took out a ten, all the money in there, I think you had a $20 bill in there, and I took it out, and that's all you had, and I took it out, and I put three singles in, and I said, you're enriched. If I put nine singles in, you've got nine essential dollars now. <laughs> and I took out 20, right? And that's what they do. They take out the 20, and we eat, and, 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 and the same thing spiritually. We're feeding on fluff nowadays, and not on the real word of God not the substance of the word of God. Many professed Bible believers are, are, are just feeding on just even the very last portion of the Bible, last, one, to, last 20 or 25% of the Bible, and ignoring the rest of the Bible. 70 to 75, 80% of the Bible. Saying it's old and outdated. And even today, among those that are reading the Bible, even sometimes they're not even reading that much. And preachers today, a lot of the sermons aren't even necessarily a lot of the word of God. Percentage of it is, is, is stories. A lot of the meat has been taken out. The gospel has been taken out. The word of God has been taken out. And then they say, you're enriched. That's right. We put a couple of texts in there. Right? Why do we spend our money and our time and our energy on things that don't satisfy, that don't meet the longing of the soul? That don't give us victory over sin. A, a, a half gospel, just that we're forgiven, but not that we're also empowered by the Holy Spirit to have victory over sin. So that we just keep sinning and then, and then keep confessing and keep sinning and keep confessing. Not satisfied. Not fullness. Not victory to victory. Not moving on in the grace of God fluff of this world. Listen carefully to me, he says, 
and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in the Lord. Someone came to Yeshua and said, good rabbi, and he said, why do you call me good? There's only one good, and that is God. Eat what is good. Eat from the wellsprings of water. Drink him in if you're thirsty. Eat from him if we're satisfied. That's why he said, eat of my blood, or eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. Eat of him, eat in the word of God. Dig deep into the word of God. Fill ourselves with the word of God. And the balance of law and grace blended together, mixed together, the whole thing together. No portions of it removed. All of the word of God complete and together. And we will be satisfied. And our soul will delight itself in abundance, in the abundance of the good news of the word of God that God has for us. Verse 3, incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him, who's the him? David as a witness to the people, a leader and a commander for the people. Now, was David still alive in, in, in Isaiah's time? No, he'd been dead a long, long time. Hundreds of years. So what does he mean? That uh, an everlasting, with, with sure mercies of David, and I've given to him a, as a witness to the people and a leader and a commander for the people. Who is he talking about? Is he talking about David? David said that uh, Peter said regarding David that he that he is not ascended, that his is right here with us. He's referring to the line of David, the son of David, the seed of David, the king of David's line, the one that would come through David, the lion of Judah, the Messiah. Sure mercies of David make an everlasting covenant with you from the line of David, the Messiah himself. And he has given him, the Messiah, as a witness to the people, as our leader, and as a commander for the people. He is the one that leads us on. He is the one who takes us on. He is the one that satisfies the thirsting soul. He is the one who is good and gives us abundance so that we hunger not. We feast in him. And so again, we want the wholeness, we want the whole bread, we want the fresh water, we want the satisfying of the whole entire body. Not just the first part with it ignoring of the gift that God has for us in the Messiah either. We want the whole thing together. We can't remove him out of the equation. We can't remove him out of our lives. We can't be obedient without him. We can't be forgiven without him. We need the wholeness of it all. God has given him as a witness to us. As our leader. As our commander. To guide and direct us in the path. The one who is everlasting. An everlasting covenant. The one who was there in the garden with Adam and Eve who walked with them. The one who was there on Mount Sinai in the burning bush. The one whose finger it was who wrote the Ten Commandments on stone. The one who guided us in the cloud and was the rock that gave us the water. The one who has led us down through the ages. 
the everlasting one, and who is always and will always be with us to the end. Verse 5, surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who you do not know shall run to you, because the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Very interesting text. So again, the fullness, buy of the, buy of the water, buy of the bread without money. All will come together, the whole bread, the, with everything in it, with all the people brought together. Talking to Israel, surely you shall call a nation that you do not know. And nations, Goyim, who do not know you shall, who, you shall run to, who, who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Now it can't be the you there, it can be the Messiah, God has glorified him. Or it could be Israel either way. It's a coming together, a bringing together of us all. Jews and Gentiles together. Not again separate camps, not again partials, not enrich this and this removed, but everything together. Buy from him. Buy from the sure mercies of David. Buy the everlasting covenant without price, freely given to us. Receive of him. Let him transform our hearts. Let him transform our lives. Verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Clear indication that he will not always be near. He will not always be able to be found. Seek him now. Things are happening so rapidly in this world. It is absolutely amazing how many things are happening. I was reading a report today, a, a list of, of 20 different massive dying offs of animals around the world. Fish by the thousands showing up on shores. Birds by thousands dropping out of the air within the last four years. And it said after this list, it said this is only a fraction of the hundreds of occasions we could list here. Things are happening so rapidly in this world. Wars are taking place. In the last few years, there's more strife going on in this world. In various factions of the world, there's more divisions than I can remember in my lifetime. Things are changing rapidly. Look up, our redemption draweth nigh. I believe things are wrapping up and getting ready for the Lord to come. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Well, he will never leave us nor forsake us. It gets to a point where we stop being able to hear him. Kind of like if, if, if you're on the beach and, and you see someone they're swimming way out and the lifeguard blows his whistle and he calls to them and yells, the tide is... Riptide out there, don't go so far out. And the person looks back and he waves and he laughs and he waves them off and he goes out further. Lifeguard yells again. Guy waves them off again. Keeps, row, keeps go, swimming further out. Eventually he'll get to a point where he can no longer hear the lifeguard. He might still be calling. He might still be 
blowing the whistle. But we get to a point if we keep on putting it off and putting it off and putting it off to where he won't be able to be found, where he will not be near, not because he has moved, but because we have continued to drift away. We have resisted his goodness. He says, come, come to me, buy, without money, without price, come, feast, come, drink. What if we say, no, not now, I've got some other things to do right now. We put it off, we put it off, we put it off. And with every delay, the tide takes us out further and further. The things of this world sweep us away. The cares of this world sweep us away. Satan entangles us more and more. And then without realizing it, like walking through the woods, Get deeper and deeper, and it seems like, oh, I know where I'm at. I'm okay. And then all of a sudden, you turn around, and you, realize, you have no idea where you are. and have no idea on the way back. Imperceptibly, slowly, but surely, drifting away. Seek the Lord now, while it is day. Seek him while he is near. Seek him while he may be found. Of course, the obvious is we, none of us know how long we live. None of us know how fast our life can be taken away from us. Or our consciousness. Our ability to decide. Our ability to make the choice for the Lord. But also as things wrap up and they get intense and a time of trouble comes upon this world such as the world has never seen, it will not be so easy to just turn Again, the swimmer could be out and, and not too far out. No, I've swam this far before and I can easily swim back. But the lifeguard knows a storm is coming and the storm can come in very quickly and make it more difficult for him to swim back when he has done that in the past. The storm is coming upon this world where it won't be so easy to seek the Lord and to find him. Where it'll be so dark, it'll be so terrible and terrifying and gloom in this world. Seek him now. Well, we have the peace and safety. The amount of peace we have in this country is unprecedented in world history. And I don't think we're going to have it for long. Rapid changes are taking place. I mean, again, not knowing how a long life. We could be on an airplane flight, going on a short distance from, from Spain to to Germany, nothing, nothing flight, short flight, done every day, tons of times a day. And some lunatic a pilot decides to fly it into a mountain. And our lives fluffed out, fluffed, out, fluffed out in a moment. It can happen in a plane, it can happen in a car. Maniac in an 18-wheeler or whatever. Seek the Lord now. Seek the Lord today. Buy from him. There's a dissatisfaction in your life. There's a longing in your life, an emptiness in your life, a loneliness in your life, despair 
sadness, frustration, emptiness. Seek the Lord. He will fill with good and abundance. You'll be able to drink of him and never thirst again. Seek the Lord and seek him more. We need to be ever seeking, ever drinking, ever receiving of his goodness. Calling upon him while he is near. And then telling others. Well, we have the opportunity to do so now. Now is the time to tell others. While it's still legal, while there's still some that will receive, now is the time to tell others about the Lord. Things are changing so rapidly. Laws are changing. Ability to do things that we've been able to do, speak things that we've been able to speak, freedom of speech. Things are changing so rapidly in the world and in this country. It's mind-boggling. So seek the Lord. And invite others to seek the Lord. Now. While we have time. While he may be found. While he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. And he will have mercy on him. To our God. For he will abundantly pardon. What a wonderful God we have. Come and buy without price. Come and receive forgiveness without payment. It's been paid already. The debt is paid. Receive of the paid debt. You can go into a gas station and and the person before you could have gone in and and paid your price for you. (laughs) Could have said, I'll pay for the next person. And you say, oh, no, 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 I don't want that. I I want to earn it. No, it's been paid for. No, 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 no. And you refuse and you leave. He's already paid the price for us. We do have to receive it. To benefit from it. We can reject it and say, no, the good news is too good. And drive away without the gas. Drive away without the living water. Drive away without the good bread. No, I want to continue to eat my flock. Fill up on this. He will abundantly pardon. Return to him. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. That applies to all of us. All of us. Sinners. Mary brought a jar of oil to Yeshua, broke it at his feet, crying in tears. Simon said, he knew if he was really a prophet, if he knew that type of woman she was that was washing his feet, he wouldn't let her do that. Yeshua said, Simon, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you, tell you a story? He says, sure. He says, were two people who had a debt. One a very big debt and one a very small debt. And if the lender forgave both debts and wiped out both debts, who would be more thankful? Simon said, I suppose the one with the bigger debt. 
She would turn to the woman and say, she has been forgiven much, thus she loves much. So that's the key. If you want to love the Lord a lot, if you want to seek the Lord a lot, if you want to call upon him a lot and experience him a lot, you just need to become a great sinner. Is that the conclusion of that story? Is that the meaning of that story? Is that why? So she was better off than Simon because she was a bigger sinner? Or was it that she realized that she was a great sinner? And Simon wasn't realizing what a great sinner he was. But all of us are great sinners. None are greater than others. Paul says, I am the chief of sinners. Because we are all the chief of sinners. Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man's thoughts, and let him return to the Lord. And he'll have mercy on us. And to our God. And he will abundantly pardon. He wants to give us abundant life. Abundantly satisfied. With abundant goodness. We can't buy our forgiveness. We can't earn our forgiveness. The price is already been paid for receive of him. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's ways are so different than our human ways, so different than our human thinking. He forgives us freely. I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to do anything. I mean, of course, we have to confess, call upon him, seek him, receive of him. But he's already done it. His forgiveness is not in payment for our good deeds. He's already freely given it. And that's so contrary to our mind. It's so contrary to our thinking. That's why every false religion of the world has us trying to earn God's favor and do something to please the angry God. No, he says, my thoughts are above your thoughts. My ways are above your ways. Seek the Lord. He's got a way prepared for us, corporately and individually. That's way beyond anything we could ever ask or dream or think. Surrender our lives to him. Think, oh, no, I, I know what I want for my life. I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to do this. I know what my needs are. I need a spouse. I need a job. I need a home. I need, a, I need this. I need a, God knows what we need. Seek him, and his ways are beyond our ways, and it's always good. But the heavens are higher than the earth. Heaven. I looked up and saw the stars. It's been a long time since he wrote that. And the furthest we've gotten is out there, you know, the moon a little further. <laughs> we haven't reached the stars as the heavens are above the earth. Beyond, way beyond our reach. So are my thoughts, higher than your thoughts. God knows what's best. He's in a position to look down and see our life from the beginning to the end. 
And he loves us with an everlasting love. And he wants to satisfy the longing of our soul and to meet our every need. As rain and snow come down from heaven and water the earth and it brings forth bud, that it gives seed for sowing and bread for eating, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. So he comes, he invites us to come, buy of him. He's provided the Messiah, the sure mercies of David, the everlasting covenant. He invites us to come to him and repent and receive his abundant forgiveness. But it doesn't end there. And again, that's where most people's theology just ends. So if we're forgiven, that's all that matters. Oh, he wants to give us abundant life on top of that as well. Continuing in his ways are beyond our ways and his thoughts beyond our thoughts. And he gives us his word that proceeds out of his mouth the whole word of God. And what preserves, proceeds out of his mouth will not come back void. The promises that he has given to us will not come back void. They will accomplish what he set it out to do. He said, let there be light, and there was light. God's word is powerful, and God's word speaks power. And we will receive it. It will be accomplished in our lives. Wonderful promises. God's word is powerful. He sends it forth and will accomplish. Grab a hold of whatever promise you want. I've looked at many through the book of Isaiah. Protect us from our enemies. He'll turn their attacks on us back on them. He'll provide for all our needs according to his riches and glory. He'll make us satisfied. He'll give us contentment. He'll give us peace, inner peace. He'll give us joy and abundance. Provide for all our needs according to his riches and glory. Whatever the need is, physically, materially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, socially, his word will not come back void. Claim his promises, grab a hold of his promises. It will accomplish. And we will prosper in the thing that he sent it out for us to do prosper in him. So that last week. How to prosper in the Lord. I'm going to teach you how to prosper, and then the next verse said, I'll give you my commandments. His word. Verse 12. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I mean, the imagery is just so beautiful. They're walking into the woods, and the trees start applauding. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And they start praising the Lord with you. We'll go out with joy. We came in with unsatisfied, thirsting, eating dry bread, empty bread, and still being hungry, drinking and still being thirsty. When we follow the verses, when we follow his pattern, come to him, seek him while he may be found, call upon him while he is near, receive of the abundant forgiveness, acknowledge our sinfulness, 
accept his mercies, accept his sacrifice as the, day, as, the, as the everlasting covenant of David. And it'll take us to the part where we're bursting with joy, going out with joy, being led in peace. We've gone from dissatisfaction and discontentment to joy and peace. And then the hills and the trees rejoicing with us in the joy we experience. As we trust the Lord, we claim his word, we believe in him, we go forth rejoicing and the rest of creation rejoices in what God has done in us. His word went forth, it will not come back void. He created us to be in his image, his word will not come back void. He gives us his commandments, which are his promises. They will not come back void. Promise to give us new life. All things become new. It will not come back void. We'll go forth with joy. Forgiven. Filled with his spirit. Leaping and jumping and praising God. Trusting in him clapping our hands and the trees clapping with us. This is a beautiful verse. There's a song on that. We're going to sing it here in a little bit. Go for it. Singing, praising God. The trees of the field clapping their hands. And instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord for a name and for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Everlasting life. Everlasting tree. Right now in your life, you're walking through the briars. Right now in your life, the thorns are sticking you and poking you. Right now you're going through some trials. Right now you're going through some heartache. Right now you're going through some pain. Right now you're going through some difficulty. He wore the crown of thorns for us. He took the pain for us. I don't know if you've ever been stuck in a briar. In a briar bush, a briar patch, and try and get out, and it just grabs you more, and you get stuck in it, and it just rips, and you come out all scarred and bloody. He'll remove the briars. And instead of the thorns, will come the cypress tree. The evergreen tree. Instead of the briars, the myrtle tree, the fragrant, beautiful myrtle tree. It will not be cut down, huh? Not be cut down. Everlasting life. Joy in this life. Abundance in this life. Satisfaction in this life. Peace in this life. And then everlasting life on top of it. That's what God's desire for us is. That's what God's plan for us is. His word will prosper in all that he set out to do. Wonderful sequence in that one chapter, Isaiah 55. God invites us to buy of this everlasting life. To buy of this everlasting joy. Whatever is sapping you of your joy. Whatever joy sucker is in your life right now, whatever thorns are in your life right now, 
Whatever's taking it away, remove. Just surrender it to the Lord. Come to Him. He invites us to come. Buy of the joy. Buy of the peace. Without money and without price. Buy of the goodness. Buy of the abundant forgiveness. The abundant mercies of God. Let Him wash you clean. Whatever you're struggling with. Whatever the needs are. Whatever you've been feasting on that has not been satisfying. Whatever you've been drinking that's not been fulfilling. Whatever you've been looking to that's not been of God. That's not been in harmony with his word. Surrender it all and come to him. Come on to him. He said, come on to me all ye that are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Whatever your burden is, whatever your fears are, whatever weight is heavy on your heart, come to the Lord and surrender in Him. Seek Him and walk out with joy. Go forth with peace. We pray together. Our Lord and our God, King of the universe, we praise your name for your word, your abundant word. Has gone forth. Lord, we claim your promise that it will not come back void, but that it will accomplish what you set it out to do. That it will prosper in what you've called it to do. That we will seek your way, which is way above our ways. And that you'll fulfill them in our lives. And that you'll bring us all together, the nation and the nations, will be blessed under the seed of David in your everlasting covenant. Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. Live in us and out of us. In Yeshua's holy name.